Hello, this is Scott Jens. Welcome to Sandbox Stories. Welcome to Sandbox Stories, where today I offer some perspective on one of the most critical health determinants, sleep. My interest in this topic arose from the book called Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker, a PhD, professor of neuroscience and psychology at UCAL Berkeley, where he has also served as director of its sleep and neuroimaging lab. The book jacket says that this book will entirely transform readers' understanding and appreciation of sleep and dreams. That's an understatement of its impact on me. I'm setting out now to share with you the many interesting stories within Why We Sleep. As with any publication on a scientific subject, Dr. Walker starts off with definitions and framework. While covering the many hundreds of years of examination of sleep that have been done by scientists, he brings forth the contemporary definitions of the two primary types of sleep, non-rapid eye movement sleep and rapid eye movement sleep. Non-REM sleep primarily occurs in the early stages of sleep, while REM dominates the second half of the night. There are distinct memory-related reasons that the sessions of non-REM followed by REM are needed. In the initial non-REM session, the brain excavates and removes any superfluous material from our memories. Then, in a short REM session, they intensify the early details of memory. The next session of non-REM sleep again excavates unneeded memories, and more REM sleep enhances and polishes and strengthens our memories. So why are the brain waves that are generated in this process so important to us? Because people who start sleep too late or end it too early lose the ability to process and form memories, which is one of the key aspects of sleep in our overall health. Deep non-REM sleep contains brain waves that are focused on reflection and introspection of our day's senses of the outside world. And so it fosters information transfer and creation of memories. REM sleep, often considered the dream state, is when our thalamus is engaged and our brain completely turns off our motor abilities. We're effectively paralyzed with no tone in our voluntary muscles. And the brain allows this bizarre, highly associative carnival of autobiographical themes to run through our mind, allowing for integration of our memories into our brain. After establishing these key components of sleep to the reader and their value to our memory, Dr. Walker goes on to cover a number of interesting associated topics, including animals that can sleep with only half their brain at a time. Thereafter, we get to these critical aspects of sleep being defined more closely. That a teenager, which is stereotypically late to bed, late to rise, has a critical transition of the brain going on in early adulthood. And the evidence is that deep non-REM sleep is the driving force for brain maturation, not that a mature brain brings sleep. This includes research that proves that development of adult-like thought, driven by our frontal cortex, is fostered by deep sleep. And related data shows that conditions from psychiatric illness to ADHD are linked to inadequate sleep patterns. On to another subject, 
Have you ever tried to learn late in the day or into the night and felt like you were dieseling through without finding success, that you just couldn't get it right, couldn't remember it? The power of sleep includes the ability for the brain to take information that hasn't been consciously articulated into memory and essentially push it into our long-term storage sites so the information is readily available the next morning. Looking at MRIs of people who learn by day and then sleep found that their brain waves prove that non-REM sleep serves as a courier service, moving memory packets from the temporary storage of the hippocampus to the permanent homes in the cortex. The moral of that story is give it a good night's sleep if you want to learn by day and execute what you learn the next day. Dr. Walker then shifts attention to society's willingness to embrace or even celebrate the lack of sleep. The cost of sleep loss in inattentive driving and car crashes is astronomical, with an 11.5 times greater likelihood of a car crash happening in those who have slept less than four hours. And then that gets accentuated with the use of alcohol. And importantly, the use of alcohol so seriously diminishes the value of sleep that it causes substantial permanent memory loss and also a ruinous effect on sleep that cannot be made up with a catnap the next day. Lack of sleep is connected to the development of Alzheimer's disease, diabetes, cancer, heart attacks, and damage to reproductive systems and our immune system. Certainly it's connected to one's ability to manage any emotional, behavioral, or psychiatric conditions as well. So we need more sleep than we get. We could all use a hearty nine hours, but we then quickly laugh that we could never do that. And often we have good reasons, whether it's family, business, or other lifestyle issues. What is known is that we need to establish a seven hour minimum for our best health. And we need to take actions that will allow us to maximize the effect of sleep on our systems. After three plus million years of perfecting sleep's life support functions in a hundred years of industrialized living, we found that there's a catastrophic effect on our health, safety, and productivity in the name of trying to get by with less sleep. To reclaim good sleep, do the obvious. Eliminate caffeine and nicotine, avoid alcohol, reduce food and beverage consumption in the late evening, and exercise at times other than before bed. Develop a sleep schedule, which our mobile devices now facilitate, and find ways to relax before bed with a dark room, cool temperatures, and without our handheld blue light gadgets, all of which will end up helping influence your ability to sleep in a positive way. Get adequate daylight into your eyes, with UV protection of course, in the shorter days of winter, and even in summer. And if you can't sleep, get out of bed for a short while, relax with a book, or do something that will calm your mind. I hope you'll read Why We Sleep, and that my summary of it and some of its key points will help you find clarity on the importance of sleep. The moral of the story is that when you sleep well, you are well. It's that simple. Until my next sandbox story, be great at all you do.